Welcome back, listeners. Thank you so much for coming back this week after I took last week off to spend time with the family. I'm your host, Sam Peebles, as always. It's a great honor that you take time out of your day to listen to the episode this week. I thought it would be fun this week to talk about the MLB All-Star Ballot and who should be All-Stars since MLB.com just released their All-Star Ballot. I think it would be a fun exercise to look at the players, the eligible players, and see who should be All-Stars versus who's going to be. I want to look at who should be, and I'm going to do my best to take bias out of it and just use pure numbers. So without further ado, let's jump into this thing. Alright, so let's throw some caveats out there first of all. So the MLB.com ballot, the way it works, if you don't know already, is that it's a little bit new this year, and I'll explain that a little bit more later, but basically fans get to select the starters for the All-Star game. Not the reserves and not the pitchers, just the starting position players. So that's what we're going to cover today. Because that's who we can vote for. So I, I definitely want to give you my opinion in case there's this slim possible chance that you care and that you might take what I have to say into consideration when you vote. With that, we need to point out that there are some weird things on the ballot this year. There are some weird ones like Max Muncy is at first base. Sure, he's played at first base, but really he's moved around the diamond. And then you have people... Like Chris Bryant, who has 275 innings in the outfield so far this year at the time of this recording, and only like 121 innings at third base, yet he's listed as a third baseman. So with that, what I'm trying to say is I'm only going to say players based on where they're placed in the ballot. Also only going to name players that are on the ballot as well. We're not going to do write-ins. Because uh, that's just a hypothetical there, because those players are not going to get voted in anyway. I'm also going to take into consideration things like Mike Trout, as good as he's been. He probably won't be on the All-Star team this year, just because with that calf strain currently, he doesn't look like he's going to be back in enough time to make the All-Star game. And even if he does, he's probably not going to play just for... Uh, injury reasons so I'll give you some numbers on Trout and stuff but uh, we're not going to pick players that currently probably will not be on the all-star team due to injury it is interesting to note though that I'm not telling you that you have to vote who you think should be in the all-star game that's the fun thing about it that's why it's so great the all-star game is in the middle of the year Everybody's paying attention to baseball that loves baseball. You can vote for literally anyone you want with write-ins if you have to. Uh, It doesn't have to be the best player to vote for. It can be your favorite player you vote for. It could be just players from your favorite team. It could be voting for players so that other players don't become an all-star. I mean, it's all up to the fans, which is absolutely amazing. I love that about the all-star game. It's one of my favorite times of the year. 
and I look at it as a holiday. I always block that off of my date. I will be watching that game, even though it really doesn't even really matter. Especially now, like, it literally has no meaning for anything other than just pure enjoyment of watching fan-favorite guys going out there having a good time. With that, let's jump into the American League first, and I'll go by position by position. And by position, I mean position players, not pitchers, on who I believe should be an all-star up to this point at this recording. First, let's start with the kind of complicated one, which is the outfield. And the reason I say that is, I'm sure you know this already, but on the off chance that you don't, don't feel bad because no one really explains it. They just expect you to know this. But with the outfield, you pick the top three outfielders. You don't pick them by right field, center field, and left field. It's just the top three outfielders that you want to be in the outfield. So defensively, that could be really terrible if you pick three left fielders because you're going to have a left fielder in center field if you want your chances of winning the game to go up defensively. But after all, it's all for fun. So we're going to be looking at the top three outfielders so far. And like I said, obviously I'd always vote for Mike Trout, and he has been a top three outfielder with 2.4 wins above replacement this year. But like I said, he probably will not be on the all-star team, or at least he won't be starting uh, due to his injury. So let's look at the other three guys. First, I'm going to say Byron Buxton because obviously he's having his breakout year this year. His OPS plus is over 220, which is absolutely insane, 120% better than league average. And uh, he's still accumulated 2.5 wins above replacement, even though he's spent some time on the disabled list, or should I say injured list, now that they changed the name. And uh, he is currently on the IL, but he's expected to be back in time. And if he's healthy, expect him to be voted in as a starter for the All-Star game. If not, it's just uh, the Twins are doing terrible. So the Twins fans might be the only ones that are voting for him. But he should be an All-Star based on his pure output. Next, I'm going to say... Wow, let's look at the breakout season of Cedric Mullins. If you haven't heard of him, look up his baseball reference or Fangraphs page. He has been impressive this year. 2.8 wins above replacement. He has a 150 runs created plus, which is 56% better than league average at creating runs, which is what it's all about offensively. He has a, He's decent defensively with two defensive runs saved in center field. He's... Below average so far with base running at negative 0.4 UBR or ultimate base running, which again only factors in base running, pure base running, factor in stolen bases. But he's at 2.8 wins above replacement uh, of, of the three people that should be AL All-Stars. He's number one in wins above replacement. He's been on a tear lately. And third, I'm going to go with Aaron Judge. He leads the... Yankees in almost every offensive category, and he is a league leader in runs created plus at 161. He has two DRS, just like Cedric Mullins. His base running is not that great, which has brought his wins above replacement down some. It's actually been terrible this year at a negative 1.6 UBR, which equals 2.0 wins above replacement. On to catcher for the AL. This one is, I would say, difficult. Actually, it's very difficult because just looking at pure wins above replacement, it's easy. 
because Mike Zunino in 40 games has 1.6 wins above replacement. He has 0.2 ultimate base running and 1 DRS. But he has a terrible sub-200 batting average, which we all know is an overrated stat, but voters are going to look at that and probably not give him votes. A lot of people are probably going to vote for Salvador Perez for the Royals because his rate stats are better, but his overall game is not. His run created plus is 122, but he has negative three defensive runs saved and uh, a 0.1 UBR. He has 1.2 wins above replacement to Zunino's 1.6, and he's played 17 more games. And remember, wins above replacement is an accumulative stat. So if you look at wins above replacement per 162 games played, Zunino has had a far better overall game this year, and I'm going to give Zunino the edge. In third place, I'd probably say Mitch Garver has had a very good year at 1.1 wins by replacement, 131 runs created plus, which is better than Salvador Perez, but his defense has been negative 1 DRS, negative 0.5 UBR, so really his offense has been his only positive point of his game. He uh, has played 41 games to Salvador Perez's 57, so his wins above replacement Per 162 is actually higher than Salvi's as well. I look for Salvi to get the nod based on uh, the Royals doing better than expected and him doing much better than expected. But I personally think that Zunino has had a better year this year. So I'll slot him there. All right, let's look at American League shortstop. It's really a two-man race here between Xander Bogarts with 2.8 wins above replacement, Carlos Correa at 2.1. If you look at the offensive stats, Bogarts has it as well. He's probably going to get the votes. Every single person I have asked, well, let me take that back. I've done a poll with different Twitter users and stuff like that. Bogarts is the clear favorite, and I tend to agree. I would put him as the starter. And if we look at third base in the American League, we've got a race between Devers of the Red Sox, and Jose Ramirez of the Indians. Almost everyone I've seen that has posted their poll has said Rafael Devers. Good reason. He's having a great season for a great team in the Boston Red Sox. He's got, offensively, he's doing great. He's got a 143 runs created plus, 0.8 base running UBR. His defense is down, though, at negative one DRS. Jose Ramirez is slightly behind him on the offensive front with 135 runs created plus, but he's right on par with UBR on 0.7, and his defense is much better at three defensive runs saved, putting his wins above replacement at 2.2 to Devers 2.0. I'm giving Jose Ramirez the nod. I don't see him winning out, because when you have a Red Sox player doing well, they garner a ton of votes. It's just the way it is. You look for Devers to be the starter, but I personally statistically would put Jose Ramirez over Devers. Not a knock on Devers, he's having a great season, but overall body of work, Jose Ramirez has the slight, slight edge. Second base, American League. Wow. See, I wish I would have made this prediction like official, but I knew Marcus Simeon had a very high floor. 
He had a very bad year last year, but the years previous to that, his defense was insane. His overall game was insane. He was always in like the top 10 or 15 in wins above replacement every year. And I knew that his his potential was very high. Now that they've moved him over to second base for the Blue Jays, he is taking that shortstop defense and converting it to second base and has been stellar. He has six defensive runs saved, the highest of anyone on this list at any position. His offense has not been shabby either at 146 runs created plus. He is down a little bit on his negative 0.3 UBR. To me, it's not even close. Marcus Simeon is the clear favorite. Everyone I've seen except for a handful of people have voted for him, and I agree with them. He is the clear front runner as the best second baseman so far this year. And remember, we are talking about the best this year because this is a 2021 MLB All-Star game, not best players to date overall career-wise, okay? Jose Altuve would probably be a close second, but he, well, he'll be the closest in second. Let me put it that way. He's still a full .9 wins above replacement behind, almost a full one win above replacement behind Seaman. It's not particularly close. And now we're going to move on to first base for the American League, and this was probably the easiest choice on the list. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is having an absolutely insane offensive season. He's finally having the breakout season that many people predicted he would have when he was a rookie. It's not even close. As a first baseman, who typically does not have a high wins above replacement because first base is a low-value defensive position, leads the position players on this list with 3.5 wins above replacement. And the closest guy in first base is Matt Olson, who plays for a small market team who isn't going to get votes anyways, with 1.9 wins above replacement. Not close. Vlad Jr. deserves it, and he most likely will get it. Uh, I have done polls on this as well, among other writers, and every single one of them picked Vlad Jr. for first base, and I am picking Vlad Jr. for first base. And I think that is a good time for a break because we just went through the American League. As always, I want to hear your feedback. So, you know, comment on the link if you see the link somewhere on social media. Message the show, whatever. Get on the Facebook page. Write me nasty emails if you disagree. I want to hear your feedback. Any feedback is good feedback for me. I love talking baseball. I especially love talking All-Star Game stuff. I'm super pumped about the All-Star Game. I hate, hate, hate that it's not in Atlanta. It sucks, but, you know, we can't control that. I want to be positive about it and just look forward to the game happening. I hope that that does not deter you from voting. The players did not decide to move the game. So... Let's get out there and vote, but let's take a break, and then we will get over to the National League side of things. Hello, listeners. If you're like me, you probably have multiple hobbies. One of my hobbies is I like to dig into the film industry, you know, like stunt coordinators and behind-the-scenes type people, uh, script writers, all that kind of stuff. 
It's a hobby of mine. I really enjoy it, and I'm, and I'm sure some of you enjoy it too. So I want to take a moment to let you know of another great entertainment podcast called The Above Average Joe Show. Joe, who works in the film industry, sits down and talks to his friends that have worked in film. It includes stunt performers, actors, actors' doubles, casting agents, and more. They play games, tell stories, and give you some behind-the-scenes info about some of your favorite movies and television shows. It's a fun podcast I know you'll want to check out. After my podcast is over, of course. So, when you get a chance, take a listen to this awesome podcast. I know that you will enjoy it. Alright, welcome back. It's time to get into the National League side of things. As much as I want to put a Brave at every single position here, I have to put who should be there statistically. I'm going to be candid with you, though. On all of my ballots, I am putting all Braves players. Uh, that's just what I do. Um, I know it may be against the integrity of the game when it comes to, you know, putting the best players out there. And I know that some players get bonuses based on all-star selections and stuff like that. So, But it is what it is. I vote for all Braves. I always have. Ever since I was able to get on the internet as a kid when I was available that way. And I will continue to do so. So yes, I even voted for Ender Inciarte. So, hey, whatever. That's what I do. And uh, I encourage you to vote however you want to vote. But today, we're talking about players that should be all-stars. Again. So let's get jump into the National League, which unfortunately some of you may be disappointed but we're going to start with the outfield because that's the most convoluted. Remember, it's the top three outfielders, not necessarily the best right fielder or best center fielder and so forth. We're going top three outfielders in general. A lot of people might vote for Kettle Marte because his rate stats are excellent. What some people forget to look at is that at the time of this recording, he's only played 23 games. So, of course, things like batting average, slugging percentage on base percentage have a much higher ability to be inflated and are not as impressive because he hasn't maintained them as long as someone like Ronald Acuna. You know, so he's going to get some votes on his rate stats. It's just, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to say that he's a top three outfielder with only playing 23 games because I'm going by who has had the best output to date, right? So although his rate stats are excellent, and I do mean excellent he has a 175 runs created plus but wrc plus is an accumulation of rate stats and hard hits and things like that that will fluctuate as the season goes on it's not like wins above replacement where it gradually gets larger and larger it's a against league average adjusted stat so with a higher batting average, a higher on-base percentage, having playing played less games, it has a chance to be higher. Or what I should say, it is it has a chance to drop significantly with more games played. Kettle Marte, though, in only 23 games, has been great. He's already accumulated 1.1 wins above replacement in only 23 games. 
but he still only played 23 games. If we look at Ronald Acuna, which of course I'm going to vote for, and you should too, in 53 games has 2.8 wins above replacement, a 162 runs created plus. He has been doing a lot better in right field defensively, but he's a little bit below average this year, which is odd for him, so look for this to change in the future. But currently he sits at negative one DRS, That'll change if he puts his mind to it. He's a much better fielder in right field than that. And as always, he is an excellent, excellent, excellent base runner with a 1.8 UBR. That's not even including his steals. So he's an excellent base runner and has continued to be so this year. On this list, only one person has a higher UBR than that, and that's Fernando Tatis, oddly. Next, I'm going to say Jesse Winker, he has a 2.4 wins above replacement. He's having an excellent season. I would put him as a comeback player of the year if it were up to me. I can't say in my right mind that I would say he was going to have a season like this so far. Based on his rate stats and his expectancy stats, I expect this rate of play to drop. Uh, there's no way he's going to keep this up. He probably will regress. But we're not looking at the future. We're looking at what he has done to this point. And to this point, he has played like an absolute starting all-star for the National League. Next is an odd one. And I'm going to put Nick Castellanos on here because he's in having an absolute excellent year with 3.0 wins above replacement on fan graphs. But if you look at his wins above replacement on baseball reference... It's only a 2.5. So basically what that means is the algorithms that Fangrass is using for defense favors his defense better than baseball reference does based on uh, the research I've done on his numbers, which doesn't matter because whether it's 2.5 baseball reference or 3.0 Fangrass, he's absolutely killing it. And people love to look straight at batting average and with his 359 batting average to this point playing 52 games, he deserves to be an all-star. His overall body of work, he is a top three outfielder in the National League thus far, and I would put him there deservedly so. So let's move on. Time for the National League catcher. Buster Posey is having a resurgence, much like Salvador Perez, but even better in my opinion. And what's crazy is he's outplaying JT Romuto, which is the consensus best catcher in the game. Of course, Posey in his prime was the consensus consensus best catcher in the game. Uh, but I'm giving the nod to Posey here. He has 2.3 wins above replacement to Real Muto's 2.0 wins above replacement, and his offense looks better. So I'm going to go with Posey. He deserves it. Uh, his defense is not as good as it used to be, but it's still enough to put him over the edge over JT Real Muto. Third place, I would say that it'd be very close right behind JT Real Muto. Omar Narvaez. He has had an excellent offensive season with a 152 runs created plus and, an, and a wins above replacement of 1.9, which is very good for him. I mean, he is having the best year of his career so far and he's way out doing projections the projections for him are actually like 1.2 wins above replacement and he already has 1.9 to this point of his career good on him he probably will be a reserve because depending on how many catchers they want to carry on the roster but I look for him to get serious consideration from the people picking the reserves next let's move on to shortstop 
A lot of people are going to hate me for saying this, but it's just the truth. Fernando Tatis Jr. is the favorite to be the starter for the National League, and it is rightfully so, I have to say. Trey Turner is right behind him. Tatis Jr. has 2.5 wins above replacement and is having a far better offensive season than Turner, even though Turner is, is has been no slouch himself. Uh, Tatis Jr. has 2.5 wins above replacement to Trey Turner's 2.4. However, Tatis Jr. has only played 43 games to Trey Turner's 56, so rate-wise, Turner is going to start losing that small gap he has the gap is going to probably start getting bigger Turner has been better defensively than Tatis Jr. but he's oddly having a bad year defensively too uh, Tatis Jr. has negative three DRS or defensive run saves Turner has negative two what has really put Tatis over the top other than his offense is his uh, insane ultimate base running which has been 2.5 which is better than Ronald Acuna, which is really crazy because Ronald Acuna has been in the top four ever since he this stat has been tracked for him. And Trey Turner has still been very good at 0.5, and Trey Turner is also very good at stealing bases, which is not factored into UBR. But if we look at the overall body of work, Tatis Jr. has the edge currently right now by 0.1 wins above replacement, but look for that gap to widen over the next few weeks because if we look at wins above replacement per 162 games played, the gap is much larger due to Tatis being injured for a little while in this season. Third place would be surprisingly Brandon Crawford, who's also having a resurgence year just like Posey with 2.1 wins of a replacement. Not going to dig too deep in with him, but just know, I just want to note that he has been having an excellent season. For third base, unfortunately, like mentioned earlier, Chris Bryant, who is having a great season. It's his contract year, so it was expected for him to do well. I knew he was going to work really hard in the offseason. This typically happens for good players. They work really hard the offseason before their contract year, and excel especially guys before going to free agency the first time it was pretty much inevitable he was going to have a great year he already has 2.7 wins above replacement with an insane 165 runs created plus um, the sad thing is that he is listed as a third baseman when he has 275 innings in the outfield to only 121 and two-thirds at third base at the time of this recording he's been really bad defensively at negative four drs but he's also been very solid on the base paths with 1.6 ubr which is right behind acuna oddly enough so brian has been making some very smart moves on the base paths this year which has definitely helped his wins above replacement total austin riley i mean what to say about him he has had the biggest turnaround or I don't know improvement in a single year I think I have ever witnessed since I've been paying attention he went from on pace to having to negative 30 defensive run save like he was on pace for one of the worst defensive seasons of all time to having negative three DRS right now which unfortunately he's had some really bad games the past two weeks for a while at the beginning of the season, he was floating around two defensive runs saved, 
but over the past month or so, he's declined defensively. Uh, but still, his improvement defensively has been insane. His improvement offensively has been even better at 145 runs created plus. He's walking like never before. Now, he will regress. His 400 batting average of balls in play is not going to stay that high. It will he, he will regress. However, he's still doing excellent. He's at 1.3 wins above replacement. And honestly, there's been three guys better than him in that department. And Evan Longoria, who's injured right now, 1.6 wins above replacement. And Nolan Arenado at 1.9 wins above replacement. Offensively, Riley's been better than Arenado. But Arenado, you know, has his excellent defense. Which is weird because... He has a quote-unquote down year defensively, but still is doing better than league average. Uh, I'm going to vote for Riley, like I said, but if we were picking who truly should have the nod at third base with Bryant being on that list at third base, he should be starting there. Let's move on to second base. A lot of people I've seen voted Adam Frazier. Okay? Uh... I get it. 1.7 wins above replacement. He's doing great offensively with a 141 runs created plus. The thing with him, though, is his offense is really his only tool. He's got negative five defensive run saves. That is really, really bad. Negative five defensive run save. That's almost to the point that you might want to consider moving him to a DH role if he moves to an AL team. And he's really bad on the bases this year, too, at negative 0.9 UBR. Not looking good at any other aspect of his game this year other than his offense, but his offense has been 41% better than league average. He sits right at 1.7 wins above replacement in 57 games. Ozzie Albies also has 1.7 wins above replacement, and he has not been as good offensively, even though he's been on a tear lately at 123 WRC+. plus. So he's at 23% better than league average to Adam Frazier being 41% better than league average. However, Ozzie Albies has brought positive value defensively. You know, he used to be a shortstop, so of course he's going to be good at second with 1 DRS and 0.2 UBR. So overall game output to this point, they're tied at 1.7 wins above replacement. But I am going to give the edge here to Ozzie Albies because he has played two less games at the time of this recording and still has the same amount of wins above replacement. So if we look at wins above replacement per game, which they will have played around the same amount of games at the All-Star game, Ozzie Albies continuing to play at this rate will surpass Adam Frazier in the wins above replacement and overall output aspect of things. So I'm giving Ozzie Albies the nod here over Adam Frazier. At first base, I hated this one because, of course, they put Max Muncy there when he's played all over the diamond. Max Muncy is way better defensively than any other first baseman. It's not even close, uh, and it kind of shows it in his defensive metrics because defensive runs saved is based on your average or how well you're doing against another player at the same position. That's why sometimes I like to look at defensive war because that looks like as a defensive player as a whole. Because remember... A shortstop is at shortstop and not at first base because he's a better defender. And that's why he gains more defensive war just by playing shortstop because that position itself is more valuable than first base. 
However, you've got a guy that isn't a first baseman that profiles better as a second baseman, which is way harder to play than first base. Playing first base for the Dodgers this year, he's got an insane 9 DRS. I mean, he's the best defensive first baseman this year, and he's having a good offensive year at 164 runs created plus. He's got negative 0.1 UBR, but that's still basically league average there. Max Muncy is having a really great year. It's not even close from an overall output standpoint. I hate to say it, saying a Dodger should start over Freddie Freeman. I'm going to vote for Freddie Freeman, <laughs> like I said, because I'm voting for the Braves. But if we're going with who deserves it based on pure statistical output, it's Max Muncy. You've heard me talk about it. Freddie Freeman, his expectancy stats, as hard as he's hitting the ball, he's going to do better. His batting average of balls in play is insanely low. He's hitting the ball like crazy, very hard, just right at people. So in the second half of the season, if he continues to play like he's playing, Freddie Freeman will have better numbers. But his pure output numbers right now put him far below Freddie Freeman. In fact, the terrible defensive Reese Hoskins and terrible pace runner at negative 1.5 UBR is having a better overall season than Freddie Freeman to this point, unfortunately. One thing that is encouraging with Freddie Freeman is he's actually been a very good base runner for a first baseman. His UBR is positive at 0.9, which is very rare for, for a first baseman. Typically, you don't have athletic guys that make super smart base running decisions. Not that it's all in the mind, like there's athletic ability involved too, obviously. Uh, but you don't typically see positive UBR with a first baseman, and Freddie has it. So, very good base runner. Uh, he is still positive offensively at 17% better than league average at 117 runs created plus. He just doesn't have it this year so far with pure output, and I'm going to have to give the nod to Max Muncie. All right, that's everyone on the list because, remember, we're only doing position players. I want to hear your feedback. Comment on the links that I post on the socials, you know, I want to hear your feedback. I want to hear who you think should be the stars for All-Star Game, and I want to hear numbers. I love it. I hope I got one of these wrong because I want to hear from you guys and gals so you can tell me who you think. Let's have a, a nice debate about it. This is the type of thing that I love to debate because ultimately there is no true wrong or right because you can vote for whoever you want. And if you want to tell me why you're voting for whatever, I want to hear it. I love this kind of stuff. So definitely talk to me on the socials. Uh, find me on Twitter at Sports if you want to talk to me there. Definitely talk on the Facebook page, as always, and Atlanta Braves Dugout Facebook group. You can find me there. I'm super active on that group, right, that group. And so I'd love to talk to you guys about this stuff. It's been a blast looking into these numbers. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. That's the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I would love to hear from you. You can find me at bravesdugout at gmail.com, at Sports or at bravesdugoutpod on Twitter. You can also find Braves Dugout on Facebook. There's a page you can like and follow. There's the Atlanta Braves Dugout Facebook group. And you can go also go to the website. All this information is in the show notes. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple so that people can find the show if they don't know it exists. As always, I'd love it if you'd share this information with all your pals. Thanks so much. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. 
and if I find some takes that might be fun to debate, like who should be a starter and who shouldn't, maybe I'll make an episode on it. Who knows? As always, go Braves, and I'll talk to you next week.